Check out the original What The Heck show every other Sunday at 6 p.m. with your host, Tony Rosario, on unionpowerradio.com. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck show on unionpowerradio.com. Sorry, I had to put record. Stay tuned. Sorry about that. Let me start over. <clears throat> Good evening, Teamster brothers and sisters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today is Sunday, December 8th, and uh, as you know, we're playing the song because we lost one of our Teamster brothers in Florida, a Teamster brother from Local 769. He was a young man of 27 years old, leaves behind a wife and two little girls five and three years old and we all know we all a lot of us get up to go to work every morning and we are trying to provide for our family and make a better life for them and Frank Ordonez our brother from local 769 didn't make it home that day uh, that was last Thursday <clears throat> and um, our heart and our prayers and our thoughts go out to his family he was a five-year inside employee. From what I'm hearing, he worked on the sword aisle. He was a package handler, and uh, it was his first day as a full-time driver. It was his first day on the road. You know, he woke up that day, put on his uniform probably for the, for the first time as a driver, and he's looking to make that extra full-time money so he can have a good holiday for his family. And, and unfortunately, Two horrible individuals, two ex-cons, one by the name of Lamar Alexander and Ronnie Hill, decided to hijack a jewelry store. I decided to rob a jewelry store and hijack his truck to get away, which ensued a 30-mile trip down around Miami, Florida, into Miramar, and it ended in a deadly, deadly shooting. Um... There's a lot of speculation on how he was killed and what happened, whether it was friendly fire, whether it was, whether it was the actual gunman who did harm to him, but up to this point, no one knows. It's still under investigation. Uh, everybody has started a GoFundMe page. We have a, a, a good brother and 
local 804 by the name of Raymond Mathers. Ray Mathers actually started a GoFundMe page that's doing really well right now for his family. He's reached over $66,000 already. He's already in tight with uh, with our union, Local 804. He uh, He's letting them uh, take control of the GoFundMe page from here on out. Uh, we appreciate him starting it and taking the initiative for the family. Also, uh, there's another GoFundMe page by Frank Ordonez's brother named Roy Ordonez. It's also doing really well. And... Um, He's close to $200,000 So just keep giving This family needs all the help they can get They have two little girls That have to go to college one day And they're going to need that They're going to need lawyer's fees For what's coming up And just to help them out Just to help out the family We know that That A few dollars here and a few dollars there Goes a long way So He also leaves behind a sister Named Sarah Donez <clears throat> Again, our hearts and our prayers and everybody in Local 804 is hurting over it. Um, if you guys want to, wanna, you know, uh, there's so many things you can do right now. I mean, I see a lot of people riding on the back of their trucks. Hashtag Frank, rest in peace. It's on every truck. I mean, even the FedEx guys are joining in. Um, it, it's, it's pretty huge. It's, it's bringing everybody together. And it's sad that it had to take one of our guys, um, you know, going down. <clears throat> For us to uh, no, for us to uh, come together, but um, it's working. Where we are coming together, and I mean, you got Teamster trucks from all over. You got uh, you know, f even people that aren't Teamsters, FedEx drivers are putting it on their trucks. I saw a FedEx driver show a picture with him wearing UPS socks. I mean, everybody's been affected by this. It's 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 sad, and he, he, I mean, it, it's it's just hard to it's just hard to uh, imagine anything. Anyway, you got the GoFundMe pages. If anybody else is interested in showing love besides the GoFundMe pages, you could actually. Uh, you can um, send a sympathy card or to uh, the UPS company at 7340 Northwest 25th in Miami, Florida, 33, zip code 33122. That's 7340 Northwest 25th Street, Miami, Florida, 33122. You can send sympathy cards there. Also, uh, Frank's, uh, the viewing of Frank Ordonez will be... Um, on Monday, December 9th, from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. The location for that would be at the VR Funeral Home, 291 Northwest 37th Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33122 zip code. Again, the location for the VR Funeral Home will be at 291 Northwest 37th Ave, Miami, Florida, 33122. And uh, if anybody's in Florida or the, those in Florida, I'm sure will be down there in droves to show love and support. For the family of for the family of Frank Ordonez. So show your support. And also we as drivers, a lot of us are going to be at five o'clock during the viewing, which is five o'clock Eastern time. <clears throat> uh, we'll be we'll be putting on our hazard lights. We'll be putting on our hazard lights. Uh, I know 
that you guys, um, we don't want to uh, instruct the workforce in any way, but it's, it's up to you if you want to just pull over, have a moment of silence, put on your hazard lights and just pull over and just put your hazard lights on and give a little moment of, of silence to yourself and just to think about all your brothers and sisters that are out there in the struggle and the family of this young man. Pacific Standard Time would be 2 o'clock, Eastern Standard would be 5 o'clock, Central would be 4 p.m. And if you're in the Mountain Standard by any chance, that'd be, that'd be at 3 p.m. So you can just, if you can or if, you, if you'd like to, you can pull over on the side, put your hazard lights on and take a little moment to reflect. And that's something that uh, a lot of people are doing and Joni Lane Miller's been pushing it. And, uh, and thank you all for all your support to the family. And also, uh, another union man was shot and killed that day. His name was Richard Kirchhoff. Richard Kutchhoff was 70 years old, a member of Pembroke Pines. He was an officer on the executive board, I believe a business agent for the uh, Professional Employees International Union Local 100. He helped a lot of people as well. He had a deal with about 2,000 employees. His One of the lawyers there, a man by the name of Don Slesick, uh said that Cutshaw worked very hard for the labor movement. He enjoyed a long career working for labor organizations in the area and for some of the government workers in Naples, Florida. So that's two union brothers taken from us in, in a matter of one day. So, everybody just, we're gonna take a quick minute, a moment of silence here and just listen to a little music and we'll be on shortly. <coughs> All right, my brothers and sisters. So let's continue with uh, let's continue with some news. That's uh, let's uh, lighten up. That's right, because <laughs> no, it's listen. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on, and you know, being you know, first of all, heck. You know, how are you doing? Uh, let me introduce Hector once again. The Big Bad Wolf from Brush Avenue is here helping me and supporting on the show as always. How am I supposed to be hyped now? Yeah, I know. I know. You started off with uh, Frank and rest in peace to his family and uh, and prayers goes out to his family and his kids. And um, I mean, it, it, it touched a lot of people, a lot of members, a lot of UPSers. And, uh, and it's sad that it takes one tragedy to everyone to get together and be one we should be one as a teamster brotherhood all the time we should always look out for one another and and it's sad but um jesus how am i supposed to get hyped now 
That was. Uh... I know, I know. Everybody's feeling it, man. It's it's been a somber week. I mean, ever since Thursday night, and everybody's been talking about it. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. That the kid reminded me so much of me. I remember being a young UPS at about twenty something years old, working about five, six years part time, and then finally deciding to go full time and. And I remember that feeling, you know, being full time and, and putting your uniform on for the first time like that, that, that man, that young man, Frank Ordonez put his uniform on for the first time and to be a full time driver, just like I did back that many years ago, only he didn't get to go home to his family. Uh, you know? Yeah, listen, man, I saw I saw the bullets that uh, were on that truck and these uh, police officers, these gun ho police officers knew that there was a hostage in there and they they didn't even care. They they shot around over 200 rounds into that truck come on 200 rounds you think you're not gonna kill everyone in there and that's that's crazy i if they knew they had a hostage there they should have went into a hostage situation it, it shouldn't be you know the, i don't know man 200 200 bullets into that to that truck well it's hard to say because being in a situation like that as a law uh, uh officer of the law I mean, I was watching the video, the guys, you know, they try to do what they can to close off the highway and empty out the road for him. And the guy was able to escape and, and still make it into where there was more traffic. And, you know, maybe there was a better way they could have done it, went about it. Maybe they could have threw some some of those uh, spike strips down or maybe they could have been pretty prepared. But um, I mean, who's to say? I, I mean, nobody will know really what really happened until the final autopsies are done and. I'd rather not focus on the negative and, and talk. Let's let's keep trying to keep it positive and let's hope we can get as much help for his family as we can. And and yeah, you know, I, 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 I feel what a lot of people are feeling. There's a lot of people feeling that the officers were very, were very, um, acted very selfless and, and, you know, and well, you know, and, and maybe laid down fire way too hard, um, 200 rounds is a lot you know you're you're in the middle of traffic there's a lot of people around you i'm sure they they could have maybe found a better way to to defuse the situation but it ended the way it did and our brother frank had to pay the price for it and it's just really sad <clears throat> but uh there's so much stuff going on around our local i mean besides that i mean uh there were a couple of kids that that died a couple of weeks before that that were uh riding one of those uh cushman type uh things in the airport and they ended up flipping it. I don't know if you heard about that it story. Was, it was a it was a helper and a seniority. Uh, I think it's a part timer and a seniority driver. I believe that flipped over um, in the airport and got crushed to death. Yeah. The the story I read was they were two. They both of them were two. Uh, they only had about a month or two in. Well, I'm not sure, but I know they flipped. Not driving. It. Not driving that airport cart. Yeah. We're not two months in. Uh, Oh, so one of them had to be a senior guy? Yeah, the the driver was a senior guy. He was in uh, Canada, I believe. Yeah, and they ended up flipping it, and, um, uh, well, they both uh, were were taken out. I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's... One, once again, this company don't give a shit because this company didn't even announce on PCMs the day after uh, Frank's death uh, anything. In the PCMs, I mean, some PCMs there throughout the Facebook, uh, social media, they were showing some PCMs were, were talking about it, but in New York area, I mean, I was at uh, um, Brush Avenue, they didn't mention anything. They didn't. Uh, there's a couple of centers that didn't even mention uh, the death of Frank. So you know, this company don't give a shit, man. And this is the problem that we're having here at, at, at Local 804. You know, this company's not giving a shit. You know, but you know. But they need you to work on Saturdays. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's you know what gets me too. Um, I don't know about how they do things in Florida, but <clears throat> for us here in Brooklyn, over in uh in New York, we used to have armed guards, you know, and uh, if something like that would have happened with a with an armed guard, you know, you'd be protected. A lot of the bad neighborhoods here in Brooklyn used to have armed guards. We used to have these uh, retired officers that used to go on the truck with the guys in the bad neighborhoods, and the company decided to just take them all away. I mean, they they literally even took the ones from 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 well, from what I was hearing, they took them from all over the local. They had all these vendors that used to go out on the roads with these drivers in bad neighborhoods, and and they decided one day to take them all away, and they post one one armed guard at every building. And how is that safe? How's that safe? And Jamie Haynes is on the line. He on the in the chat room. He says it's too costly. Yeah, it's too costly. But what <laughs> the value, the value of our lives isn't just as important as those packages that are being delivered now. You know who goes to those bad neighborhoods? The rookies, the trainees, the people that don't have the time, the people that aren't in the union yet that haven't made book. Those are the guys that they send to those areas, and and it's not fair. It's not fair that because some of these neighborhoods are really tough. You think they're gonna learn from this tragedy? I don't believe they They're are not because learn. all they care about is it's the bottom money. dollar. That's it's right. Exactly. Telling their investors that, you know, we made you guys a million dollars or a billion dollars. That's what they care about. Telling their investors that. But if they lose money and they got to tell the investors, hey, we lost money because we had to do this. But they, you know, safety is bullshit with them. They don't care about safety at all. So. Uh, uh, again, you know, if anybody wanna wants to call in, you guys know the number is three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. That's the number here. Um, I want to also talk about what happened today with our fellow brother, business agent Louis Barbone, who uh, just so happens to uh, head over to uh, the Nassau building over there. What was it, Melville? Yep. He went over to Melville, and uh, well. You know, they tried to instruct him to leave the building and told him if he wouldn't leave. Well, first time in the situation. Oh, okay. The Go situation is they are so backed up. So they had all their supervisors come in on Sunday today because they they don't want to pay the double time to drivers or volunteers because it's a double time day for them. So this is what I'm saying with the money and the safety. You know, what they care about safety, they don't give a shit about safety. They care about spending that dollar. You know, if they call in volunteers to come in on Sunday to help, you know, to work and make that money for the family, it's double time all day. They didn't want to pay the double time. So what they did is called every manager throughout the district to go to um, Melville and load up their cars and deliver these packages. And Lou Babon was right there to get everybody's name to start writing grievances. And that's what we're going to do. I mean, what the hell? This this company was gonna do whatever the hell they want to do. Force you know they want people to come in and and help them out on Saturday. But this is the type of per company they what they do. Hold on, I got a phone call. Hold on. Righty, is that that's a call for our sh for the yeah. show? Union Power Radio. Yeah, it's uh, Carew. Hey, Dave, Dave Carew, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. I was uh, I was doing that loop with Scott Damone today. Oh, wow. So, so tell us how it went down. What do you mean you were doing that loop? <laughs> so I just saw Lou Barbone uh, uh, 
uh, tagged, you know, the Melville building that the supervisors were working. So I was, it was early in the morning. I was like, hey, let me get a cup of coffee, go see what's going on in Suffolk. And drove up to Suffolk. Nothing. Frost on the trucks. All good. Driving around the parking lot, and I see Scott Damone in the parking lot. And I stopped my car. Hey, Scott, what's going on? He said, Lou just got uh, the cops called on him. So uh, I said, all right, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Not knowing that we were going to do a uh, three-building tour that day. <laughs> but uh, you mean today? up going to Melville for a hot second. That happened today, correct? That this was today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went to Melville for a hot second. Scott tried to get into the building. They said the building was closed. And uh, he walked back to the car. I was watching the gate to see if anybody was going in and going out. He walked back to the car. He said, you know, building's closed. And uh, we sat there for a couple minutes talking, and then all of a sudden this budget truck comes out. Hold on a second. I got another call. Hold on. You're on Union Power Radio. Yes, hold on, uh, hold on, just a second. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Keep c- continue the story. Okay. So, see, so the budget truck pulls out. So Scott and I, are like, uh, you know, well, Scott says we'll, we'll follow him. We ended up following him. Uh, he he tried to tried to lose us. I don't know how you're going to lose somebody in a budget truck, but whatever. And. Uh, pulls over to his first stop. It was a bulk stop. He, now he's running 10 stops is what he's saying. 10 bulk stops. Home bulk stops. So I guess he's trying to take the the weight off the PVD for the next day. I'm not really sure. Um, or a 22-4. Or a 22-4, whatever. So it turns out it was Clark uh, Owens' old center manager mm. working on a Sunday. Uh, Scott said to him, Scott's very good at being a uh, uh, complete dick, <laughs> but coming off like he's your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's Scott. And, uh, and, and just literally, like, literally crushes dude. This dude. He's got, we got video of him almost getting attacked by a dog while a car's pulling out while he's blocking a fire hydrant. And this dude just sent the manager. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear you, brother. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, uh, that's Johnny Ferrani in the background, right? Johnny Ferrani from Forced Avenue. Yes. How you doing? That's do- it. How's everybody doing tonight? How you doing, brother? How's everything? Not bad, not bad. Well, just just on that note, with the delivery, my doorbell rings. I go to the door on Thursday night. It's a guy working out of his um his like little small blue SUV. PVD. So I walk over there. I walk over there. Hell, where's the truck? Oh no no no! I'm making deliveries. I said, "You're a supervisor. How do you get a job?" He says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a supervisor. Oh, what a complete idiot." Didn't anyone inform him? I'm a UPS driver out on comp. I'm watching him. He's making deliveries out of his SUV. He walked in front of traffic. He almost got hit. 
uh, you know, I believe Hector was saying we had over fifteen. Management does not so far. Management does not do safety. Nah, they don't. Safety is no. for the drivers. Yeah, and that's it. Management doesn't do safety. No, but they'll discipline because you. management job. They'll yeah. discipline you for safety, but though. They whip you if you're out of place. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if um you pull away without clicking the seatbelt for you know twenty feet and it comes up, oh, you're in trouble the next day. But they drive through intersections on the phone. They don't care. They are above the law. They think everyone knows that. They think they're above the law. Yes, of course. I mean, well, they got us, you know, the new they, slate that we have in there they, is doing a great job on cracking down on them. Yeah, we are. We are now on. Uh, Vinny put us all on seven day work days because now we're going to go after this company. So, well, just like you guys talked about now, a budget truck just went down my street doing about 45, and the guy's in a brown jacket. I couldn't tell if it was a UPS guy or not. In a little budget van. It's probably a supervisor. You're in Long Island, right? Yeah. I'm out here, yeah. Um, the people that do my house, they come out of the Melville building. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a supervisor. <laughs> Dave, yeah. Dave yeah. Carew and, and, and the beard yeah. over there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, Lou Barbone was at Melville today, and um, he had a bunch of supervisors and labor uh, management doing uh, filling up their cars with packages to deliver to – and I mean, if the customers will see, I mean, customers, I mean, if anyone is listening as far as customers, they're not listening, but you know, they're not going to get, they think they're going to get their packages before Christmas. And I don't know about that, man, because this company, this, this management people are really doing some bad, bad shit. Uh, they, uh, working on Sundays. Uh, I hate, I hate that they doing that because now they got us working on Sundays and, um, it's bullshit. They are violating the contract well, to the full extent, and they don't give a shit. They even violate themselves. They don't care. All they care about is at the end of the year if they get a bonus. They don't care. Shut up. And that's, that's my, what it comes that, out to be. And that's why some of the old school supervisors and some of the old school managers, they hate that the fact that Sunday's coming. They hate the fact that Sunday's coming. See, on Long Island, these supervisors and managers, they're home at four thirty, five o'clock every day. <clears throat> you know, it's not as crazy as 4th Avenue when you go there and the supervisor's there at 8 o'clock and also there at 9, 10 o'clock at night, then you get back with your load. On Long Island, it's different. They actually have a life. But now it's just seven days. They're all getting screwed. All of them. It's, they don't care about... Listen, you like, remember, you remember this. Like, it, you know, the supervisors. It's almost like, but they eat the young. They don't care about themselves. Do you remember it's this? Doggy dog world. Do you remember this? Remember what? I remember that. You remember that? That was uh, Danny Montabo <laughs> saying that he's going to take it and run with it. So this is what we're running with right now, because he did. You know, Listen, listen, that supervisor out there today, Scott approached him. Well, actually, he approached us after we were following him for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, he can't call security because there is no more. <laughs> he, he, I, I was expecting the cops to show up, but the uh, the guy didn't even have the cojones to do it. Um, you know, Scott asked him, 
face to face. We're men. We are all men, you know, uh, and, and, and women too. Don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> this guy is a center manager. What are you doing working on a Sunday? He actually, his first words to him were, I hope you get paid double time. Are you getting paid <laughs> double time? And the guy just kind of like smiled and laughed. Yeah, right. we, had, we didn't know this guy from Adam. And, you know, after after that, Scott asked him, what does your wife think about this? Is she cool with you working on a Sunday? And he's like, yeah, no. You know? Same way that, like, you know, our wives would be the same. And and then Scott asked him the real question. How did they get you in? And and the guy goes, they guilted me in. They guilted me in. I don't, I don't know that I could be guilted into something unless it was family. Well, with management, they, they will put their arm around your shoulder and say, it looks good. This guy, this guy was a manager, bro. Well, no, 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 but I'm saying, but they go by the center manager and says, it looks good. I believe they were instructed to, to come in. If you do this, it will look good in your in, in your behalf. It I will believe look good yeah. if you donate no. No, 18% Johnny. of your pay to I don't think these guys had a choice. No. No. They didn't have a, they it, didn't it have a choice. Your, it looks good for this, your survival. They ETS. did not have a choice. They got instructed to come in and do those things. Exactly. They, did, they didn't have a choice because, believe me, some of these managers, they, they don't get instructed just like us. You know, they got yeah. instructed well, well, to come in. But they, but they can't agree. Right now. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yes, What the hell is going on over there? <laughs> he, he saw, he saw the driver over there by his <laughs> house. He's screaming. Yeah, come down the block doing forty. <clears throat> that's that's them. I, I should got two by four. I should got the, uh, uh, you know two by four and some nails. I make my own spike strip. I think you, you know you, you know what I think we should do. Like get a barbecue and every center on Sunday and start barbecuing while they walking in to work and showing them how relaxed we are not working and they gotta I fucking did. work. You know, Straight just up. you know, yeah, have I some did. music. Huh? Comfort zone. Exactly. Comfort zone. Exactly. Joni Lane says that's what happens when you sell your soul. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's what I think. Us members, as, as as teamsters, we all should get together on a Sunday. Everyone, a group of guys from East Center, you know, sit outside, barbecue, you know, put the football game on, and show them how we're relaxing while they freaking taking our work. You know, because in reality, this is, they actually scabs. Well, they are scabs, but they have no. You know, we should go by the house and pay tribute. Hey, you know, to the wife. Hey, come come watch your husband work. Come watch him work. He's trying to be a manager just to do my job. Not yeah. a problem. If you put a sign up, uh, if you're hiring a substitute husband, here I am. Yeah, yeah. I have funny. two belts. No problem. I mean, it's like, uh, but these guys, but they tell them just like with United Way, it looks good. For your career at UPS, if you donate X amount of money, it looks good. If, if you come in on it Sunday, that's why Monday. That's why Monday will be lighter. Monday is not lighter. She's still coming in. Yeah, we should go to the parking lot and, and play some tag yeah, football. It's definitely, it's definitely gonna get slower. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Next two weeks, yeah, way it's gonna be way slower. Exactly. So, come on in. My on. route is gonna be a light my, day. My route hit peak season eight years. 
with it. Eight, nine years ago, I've been a full-time helper route. His peak season never stopped my route. <laughs> and my route is three streets. Three streets, nine residential blocks. That's it. No pickups. None. I, be- I, I, believe, I, I believe the fat cat should be out there also. Yeah, I, I, I want to see the fat cat again. I Scabs! Mean, I'm so... And you know another thing that got me pissed off? Uh, a lot of people, I don't know if you realize what happened on Black Friday. Uh, almost none of the part-timers got their double-time pay for that day. No part-timers. Yeah. Everybody pretty much got their double-time pay except for the part-timers. We're talking about thousands of part-timers across the local not getting paid, being told they're going to get double time. They come into work. They're not like the drivers. They don't make as much money as the drivers. These kids are making $15, $16 an hour. And, you know, they want to make a little extra money so they can have it for the holidays, just for their families. It's not much. At double time, they're lucky they're making $30 an hour. I mean, I mean, come on. You're not going to pay them the double time? Well, like, I well, mean, how dare you? The supervisor was telling them that uh, they will get, and they found out they didn't. And that's when the yeah, whole no, that that's when everything went to. crazy. They lied to them to come in, but I got I got, you know what they did they now. They they didn't secure their future with this shit because these these part timers are pissed off about that because you know they were telling them yeah we're gonna give you double time and then then they see they check they only got four hours of holiday and four hours of straight time <laughs> or whatever hours they worked you know they were pissed off man they were really really pissed off and you know what the crazy shit was that i went to on black friday i went to uh brush avenue and i counted how many preloaders came to work that day because i wanted to see if anybody did you know was gonna stay home for the holiday or whatever 96 preloaders and you know up lows or whatever they call them they were in the building and that 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 gave me a, a stomach ache of life. I was so disgusted. And then you know, and then I'm waiting for the drivers to come in. You know, a lot of drivers said that, yo, no, I'm gonna spend time with my family. The same people that told me that, the same people walking into the building at that time. And I was like, those are the same drivers. Sorry to interrupt you. Those are the same drivers. Because I'm a UPS 15 years. I never worked the Black Friday. Could I tell that because? And I tell the other. I tell all these new young drivers, I'm like, listen, people, this is a four-day weekend UPS is paying you for to spend time with your family. Because after that, you belong to UPS um, with the overtime and peak season. So enjoy it now. You know, your family Thanksgiving, your in-laws on Black Friday. Well, I'll tell you what. And they screwing up. And they also screwing up. They also screwing up on Saturdays. They're paying everyone straight time instead of time and a half. Well, for a six-day punch. Now, I'll tell you, Hector, what I was doing on Black Friday. I was at the union hall with my kids and my wife, <clears throat> with Santa Claus, taking pictures. As Santa Claus gave out gifts to all the union members' kids, okay? There was a great turnout there at the union hall for Black Friday. We all had a great time. They were playing movies for the kids. I mean, we all had pizza. We had uh, popcorn and donuts. I mean, it was a great time at the union hall. I want to thank... Vincent Perone and the executive board for doing that on Black Friday. It was a beautiful turnout. My wife and my kids had an amazing time. And then afterwards, you know what? Some of us took the kids home and we went upstairs and we watched The Irishman, which was a good film. We sat up there, we watched the movie, had some popcorn, had some chocolates. That popcorn was good. It was good. It was fresh, fresh popcorn. <laughs> they had a popcorn maker. Well, I was like, holy crap. Now, now, I have a question for you guys. 
have have any guys ever spoken to the drivers that come in on Black Friday? Could, could UPS wave that carrot in front of them? It's already get double time plus time and a half and whatever comes out to be. Listen, I, and all these guys are like. I well, these guys, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Listen, I, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot instruct Wait, the workforce first of all. Well, so no, 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 no. We can only give them. Their, them we, we only. But I tell we, them. We only can give them their rights them of what their rights are, okay. and the rights are is that it's okay. a holiday, it's a union holiday. You have the right to stay all off and be off for, with your family for the four days from Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you know because you know you're not gonna have that time during peak because you're gonna be working all these hours. <laughs> And whatever, so well, take that's the what time. I tell all these new guys. Right now, and, right. I, and then I, I tell these new guys. I think I listen. I can't tell you what to do, but as far as me, but, I take the four day weekend. We spend have, time with the family and we, Christmas shopping. We have drivers. Because guys, realize one thing: <laughs> if you guys keep coming in on a on a Friday, 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 one day we might lose that, and then what? If we straight pay, oh, then I won't come in. I said, yes, you're gonna come in. So they don't look at the past five years or ten years. You always came in on that Black Friday, and now it's not double time. Listen, I'm not expecting you to come in. The company, I'm losing a sick day. I tell people the company is going to. The company is going to. Um, they're going to use this for the next negotiations, and they're going to say that <clears throat> let's get rid of Black Friday, make it a straight regular day, and you know. But you know what? We are our own enemies. We are our own oh, yeah, yeah, enemies. Yeah, yes. Because yes, we are coming are in, guys. we are coming in for two hundred dollars more in your paycheck. Because that's what happens. Because after taxes, after Uncle Sam gets a chunk of that check that you work so hard yeah. for, you see two hundred. I had a guy come up to me, you know, this Thursday and says it wasn't worth it. I said, well, was it worth you leaving your kids at home, or was it worth these two hundred dollars that you made? You know, now he know, he understands now. But you know what? Well, was it was it gonna take? This is the company telling you, oh, it's a thousand dollar day. Yeah, of it's course, a thousand dollar day for the drivers. government. It's a thousand dollar day for the government, not for your pocket. Yes, but no, it's good money if you need it. But those are the same drivers. Dude, when you tell them, are you serious? It's it. good money if you need it. You're gonna make after your taxes. You're gonna go home with two hundred dollars. Oh, no, no, but, no but, but I'm saying. You know, no, no. You can get. You could do you Uber. That. You could do Uber for that day. I bring my lunch. You could do Uber that day and make two hundred dollars. You know, yes, it doesn't. Yes. No, but you know. Yeah. But listen, I'm not. We're not denying guys, the fact that you, you can make a little extra money. But is it worth if it? We lose that day. Never worth it. Never worth it. Anyway, Mr. Well, Ferrani, thank you yeah. for calling us. We got to cover some more topics. Hate to cut you loose. Wait, hold on one second. Wait, one second. The drivers. That died. Yes. Do we have a list of the ages of their kids? Yes. This is five be a and three Christmas years old. Two little girls, five and three. I believe the five-year-old is probably just turning six, but uh, right now we have it as five and three years old. Two little girls. Okay, you know. Okay. Okay. Also, is uh, there a way you could post that on there? So someone could send gifts, you could send gifts or something like that? Yeah, yeah. If you were listening to the show earlier, we already put up all the posts I'm of sorry, the viewing. I did not. Well, I you, did not. You could play, I, I apologize. No problem. You could play back the show. You could listen to it from the beginning. We have all that information available where you can, uh, the you. GoFundMe pages that are available, the local 804 uh, member that started mm -hmm. one of the GoFundMe pages named Raymond, uh, Raymond Mathis. Uh, also, Roy Ordonez, Frank Ordonez's brother, started a GoFundMe page, and I believe Sarah Ordonez's sister also did one. I'm not sure, but and also there's a UPS Fallen page 
for members of, of, of UPS members that have fallen. It's called the UPS Fallen. And Mark Tim, uh, what's his name? Mark Timlin, I believe. He's the one that started the Vote No page that has over 20,000 members. They also started a new page. Uh, I believe it's called uh, Hashtag Frank. Um, uh, uh, well, you'll find it. I, I can't remember. Hold on. You know what? I got it right here just so that we get this. Uh, let me see this real fast because I know I just joined the page and I invited a whole bunch of people to it. Um Okay. Oh yeah, it's called hashtag hashtag Frank in memory of Frank Ordonez. So, ooh, well, Hector just gave me a little glass of coquito. Let me try this. Hmm, it's pretty good. Not as good as mine, but it's very good. Um, so we also got. Oh, also, so you can do that. And just so you guys know, one of the things that I thought was really lovely about what they're doing for Frank Ordonez is all of the locals are running their flags at half staff. If you saw all the pictures on Facebook, I mean, uh, our guys. You, you know it. who started it, right? I think I saw it Vincent was Perone was the first Vinny one was that the first I've one seen that went it. up to that roof and put it on half staff. So. Yeah, so you know, I mean, other 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 locals should follow. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, other locals have been following, and I believe the president of local seven six nine. Uh, Josh Savalich also put theirs at half staff, and they have about 4,000 members I'm over there in Frank's local. And, uh, and Frank Ordonez is local, and all those guys are showing huge support for Frank. Um, I would like to uh, actually, I, I want to read, I want to read a message that Vincent Perone posted. And this is basically him letting the company know what's up. And this says to the company. And Vincent Perone says here, to the company, as always, we know you read our posts. Don't look at your phone while you deliver on Sunday. And don't forget to look left, right, and left again. We do Hold not. Hold on. You want to start that all over I'm again? Sure. Oh, am I going to do it with the Game of Thrones <laughs> in the background? Nice. This is coming from Vincent Perone, president, principal officer of Local 804 message to the company as always we know you read our post don't look at your phone while you deliver on sunday and don't forget to look left right left we do not understand how you don't get it we as an executive board and staff made it crystal clear to you from day one that as long as you all push we will push back just as hard we made it crystal clear that we will not tolerate the abuse of our members or the contract I told you in no uncertain terms that certainly is your company and you have that advantage. You are the house. You deal. The odds are in your favor. But we demand that the rights of our members are protected. So call the police. Threaten our members and curse their families. Falsify your records. Continue to violate the contract. Steal money from people's pay short their pay don't pay double time on black friday fuck with safety committees use pvds you didn't negotiate fire your dirty management and bring them back to other buildings don't bargain in good faith violate seniority have at it company we aren't going anywhere 
we as a staff, as a membership, will stand toe-to-toe. Every malicious thing you do opens hundreds of eyes. Merry fuckery. <laughs> and that, you can take that to the bank, UPS. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Anyway, so that was a message from our principal officer, Vincent Perone. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all tired of it. And he's absolutely right. The more they do, the more eyes they open and the more we come together, you know. Uh, it, it's it, it, And even with what happened to our, our, our fallen teamster brother. Hold on. Let me. Even when what's happened with our, our fellow uh, fallen bro- teamster brother, Frank Ardonias, uh now we're also reaching out to other locals. I mean, we're Vincent Perone is, is basically probably speaking to every uh, principal officer on the East Coast and who knows, right straight through California. Uh, are we getting another call in here? Uh, hello, you're on Union Power Radio. Tony, your host speaking. Hello? Uh, they hung up. Oh, we lost them. Okay. Don't be afraid to call the radio show, 347-403-0705. Um, quick message also, uh, our local 804 Forster Avenue Union Party, our holiday party is happening December 21st. It starts at 8. Uh, drinking and food will be from 9 o'clock till, what is it, 12, I believe? Uh so you got three hours uh, and we will be holding a collection for our fellow brother Frank Ardonias and if by chance the party does make any money we will be donating all proceeds to the family of Frank Ardonias um, we're getting yeah, another so call come out to the party uh, December 21st right yes about? December 21st that's a Saturday it's in two weeks I believe and yeah, last year was a blast. I had a freaking great time. Yeah, last year was the great. The DJs were off the hook. I mean, who do you have? You have two DJs. Same DJs. Same DJs. Yeah. I can't wait to go. I, I want to go to your party, man. But, you know, my man Damien's. And, uh, hey, you can hit them both. Union Power Radio, how can I help you? Yeah, how you doing today, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm just uh, reaching out to talk about this whole UPS fiasco that happened up in Florida. Okay, what's yeah. your name? What's, your, what's your name? Where you're from? What's your local? Uh, I actually live in the state of Florida, oh. and I'm formerly am local 804. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, right. a couple of um, a little while ago, I was I, I was working with UPS, but I'm here in Florida now, and um, I just don't like the way everything is being played out with this whole scenario. So I just want to reach out about that. Okay. Do you want to remain anonymous, or you want to give us your name? Yeah, you can call me Chino. All right, Chino. Talk to Chino. me, Chino. Chino, so <laughs> how are you feeling about this whole situation, my brother? Um, number one, uh, as far as the whole protocol goes, they didn't follow any protocol. Um, number one, state law states that if a cop is chasing somebody on residential blocks, they're supposed to let the perp go. That wasn't followed whatsoever. Not only was it not followed in Miami Day, but it originally happened, they went through five counties, and at no time did they let him go. I think personally, if they would have let him go, the outcome would have definitely have been different. And they didn't follow that. All right. I believe that also. And 200 bullets, man. 
I mean, I mean 200 bullets, that's that's another um, problem that I have with that. Um, when you have five different jurisdictions um, pulling up on somebody that uh, the, uh, out here, everything is with, with helicopters and all that other stuff. So it's on TV, five different jurisdictions, believe it or not, whether you want to believe it or not, it does become a sword fight. Who's going to take the perk down? Who's going to be the first one to be the hero? So, you know, crazy. when, you know, when you have five different jurisdictions, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a mess. Wow, it is. It is. And, you know, I, I, I lived in Florida and, and so it's so easy to get on the police force and gun hole guys uh, always there. I mean, 2,200 shots into that truck, knowing that they had a hostage. That, that was crazy right there. Well, that's the, that's the other thing. They didn't they didn't follow the protocol on that either. If you know he has a hostage, the the protocol on that as well is that you don't approach the vehicle because of the simple fact is that the hostage negotiator gets first dibs. And you know, it, the video's everywhere. Everybody could see it. You could see that the cops were approaching it, whether you want to believe it or not, that it was an aggressive nature or not. The whole point was they were just supposed to stand by until the hostage negotiator got there and was able to try and figure out a situation. None of it was followed. It was just all fouled up. You're in Florida, right? Uh, how's the vibe over there with this? Um, it, no one really wants to talk about it. Um, but everybody knows that uh, every simple cop force that was there uh, fouled it up. There's, there, there's no one that's not saying that the cops did not follow it up. They all know it. And there's no way they can clean it up. There's no way they can hide it. Well, it's, I, it and, well, you know, she, she, my, big, my biggest thing is they want to talk about the cops. They want to talk about, you know, the 200 bullets and this, down the third. Here, here's my outtake about this. Um, unfortunately, you know, I am a former Brown my, myself. And um, unfortunately, this kid got his life taken. My biggest thing is why isn't anybody talking about how that kid saved so many people's lives because from my understandings, he was the driver and the video was everywhere for 30 minutes. You see how he was in and out. They didn't hit no cars, um, avoided so many pedestrians. Why isn't that being brought up? Uh, that's the part I don't get. Are you sure you he was the driver? Cause when I saw the video, it looked to me like he was sitting in between them. And the, the bad guy was driving, and the other guy was on the other side. I, I didn't see the UPS driver doing the driving. From my understanding, because I have some people or uh, friends on the force, from my understanding, he was the driver. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that was some pretty, so I, pretty good. I mean, <laughs> that was some phenomenal driving. Listen, let, let, let's keep it real. If you, got, if you got a robber in the car and he's being boxed in, you think he's you got a uh, what ten ton truck? You gonna you gonna let any cars in front of you just like you're already what you got armed robbery on you right now? Do you really believe he's not gonna take them cars out in front of him? Well, as of right now, uh, a lot of the police officers are on administrative leave until further investigation by the FBI. Um, Everybody on the chat is saying that he was not the driver real. of that. We got uh, people in the chat room saying he wasn't driving. He wasn't driving. He was on the floor, and uh, and yes, another member says he was not the driver. Uh, the perp shot the clerks at the jewelry store. 
And uh, I mean, regardless whether the kid was the driver or not, I don't believe he was. But whether he was or not, the, the there's a lot of ways that that situation, like you say, Chino could have went differently. Um, as of right now, though, we got to just let the the FBI do their investigation, and you know, we can't keep speculating on what happened. I mean, a worst case scenario. From the looks of things, you know, on the on the bad side of it, it does look like those police officers may have went a little too aggressive and lit up a lot of people, you know, lit up that truck uh, in a horrible way. I mean, yeah, over 200 rounds fired. That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, but again, you know, uh, I feel how you're feeling, Chino. There's a lot of people that feel that way. It's it's a bad it's just a bad situation all around. You know, it's a bad situation for the cops. It's a bad situation for the Ordonez family. It's a bad situation for the company. It was just a horrible, horrible ordeal. And uh, we're, we're going to we're going to have to try to find a way to get through it and try to be as helpful as we can to the Ordonez family. And, and you know, we, we at the end of the day, we don't want to create too much animosity towards the police department because you know these guys are trying to do their job and protect people but yeah they may have dropped the ball on this one chi i get, I get what you're saying chi no i mean for me more than anything i mean i've been i've been in, in in this state now for freaking uh 10 years already give or take so you know i i see honestly speaking it, i have to call it the way i'm gonna call it, it the corrupt system with it with the cop system here it is what it is. That's not what I'm calling about. What I'm calling about is the injustice that happened with with the UPS driver and how it could have definitely went a totally different way had they filed um, filed any kind of protocol whatsoever. I hear you, Chi. I hear you, brother. Is there anything else you want to say? No, that's about it, man. I mean, I just think, you know, it, it's just foul. I think um, the kid, you know, you can't do nothing about it. He's not here no more. He, you know, deserves his accolades for, for what he's done and how he hit. I mean, he couldn't handle the situation any other way. It is what it is, you know. But, you know, the whole black eye on, you know, the force out here, it is what it is. But it's just nothing new. All right. All right. All right. All right then. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for calling in and telling us how you feel, man. All right. No problem, man. Have a good night. Good night. All right. Bye. That's another brother that's uh, feeling, uh, you know, a type of way about what happened with the Frank Ordonez situation. And it's sickening. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the movement is strong, though. Uh, Frank's name will live on forever. Frank, I know if you're hearing or seeing everything that's going on from up there in heaven, I, I know you got to feel a type of a pride about what's going on. You know, all these people reaching out to your family. I mean... It's a big deal. All these, all these trucks, the hashtag Frank, rest in peace everywhere. I mean, it really is. It really is something amazing to see everybody. You know. Yeah, the go, the GoFundMe fund. He started with two thousand and yeah. exceeded two thousand, and he went up to five thousand, and they went up past five thousand. Yeah, went to ten. Went to ten. Past ten. Went to twenty. Past twenty. It is now, I believe, in the seventy seventy five thousand dollars. Wow. In, wow. in that, I believe. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was the last last time, I time I looked, it was around sixty five. Yeah, yeah, like sixty four. Yeah. The last time I looked. And then uh, the brother also has a, a GoFundMe, and his is actually at about one hundred eighty something thousand, probably two hundred by now. But um, you know, they 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 were getting a lot of love. So you know, thank God for them, and uh, and everybody across the the locals flying their flags, the hat staff showing respect, showing uh, uh, loyalty and love. It's a big deal. Um, well, our show is almost over, everybody. Uh, there was a couple of topics no, I wanted. No, we got another hour. What are you talking about? It's seven o'clock. 
Yeah. Oh. Six to eight? <laughs> Hello. Sorry. Oh, man. Oh okay. Wow. We still got a whole lot to talk about. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, this is awkward, isn't it? A little awkward, isn't it? Uh, you are so dumb. Oh, we got, a, we got so another dumb. caller coming in. Damn. Hi, welcome to uh, Union Power Radio. No, I didn't put them on yet. Right. Hello, you're on Union Power Radio. Tony, your host speaking. Lower the lower the volume on that. Whatever you got listening to us, man. Yeah, they just hung up. Oh, jeez. They were laughing on the... the... <laughs> At your laugh. They love me. Hold on a second. They were like, oh my God, he's going to shut the yeah, show so, down uh, early today. <laughs> So Friday, uh, Friday I was at the hall, you know, I was putting out some grievances and, and I was having a problem printing grievances and I'm like, what's going on? And so I go to the main, uh, comp you know, the main printer and we ran out of paper <laughs> because everybody's writing so many goddamn grievances. We ran out of paper at the hall on Friday. Unknown caller. Hold on. Union Power Radio. Hey guys, this is Dean Dawes out in California. Hey, our brother Dean Dawes from the Gemini and Tow Truck Show out in San Bernardino, California. What's going on, brother Dean? Not much. I, I just want to call and say, Tony, your intro today, dude, you nailed it. You did such a good job oh. uh, with all the information. Thank uh, you, Dean. Appreciate uh, that, brother. Yeah. I, I was I, I didn't know you were gonna go on this morning because I asked you and you never answered me back and then after you went on I saw it and I'm like oh great let me listen to it and I saw and I listened to the show afterwards I know you went on for about 20 minutes in your driveway there yeah yeah, yeah. it it was unplanned uh, Wayne and I talked this morning and he said go ahead and do it and only because of everything that happened in Florida and you yeah. know them. Pretty much, it seems like they've instituted the 70 hours and eight-day rule across the country. Oh, my God. Everywhere. I'm so glad you – I was. that was going to be the next topic. Yes, and you're the perfect guy to speak to about this because there seems to be a discrepancy between uh, – obviously between feeder and package car drivers because you guys are actually driving those hours and feeder and package car drivers – are like in and out of the truck and their break they want to know if the lunch is included in that and and because they don't do all the driving it's not like on road just driving hours they're in and out of the truck delivering packages so please right. yeah. so please enlighten us a little more about how it works in feeder because i know they implemented the 70 hour rule and they did it last year too i believe around peak season if i'm not mistaken yeah. so how do you yeah. guys deal with this so how do you what how do you guys deal with this? Because it's supposed to be what within an eight-day period, or I was trying to read these. What is it? Twenty uh, uh, Article Twenty-six, Section Five. Yes. No, Lucia. We're getting another call on the line too. Oh, there we go. Hold on one second, Dean. You're on Union Power Radio. Tony, your host speaking. Who's this? Hey, Tony. It's Tony Lane. How you doing? Hey, Joan. How you doing, darling? You know, we're all trying to hang in there, darling. It's been a rough week. It's been a rough, rough yeah, week. Yeah, I know. You still got you still got Dean? Yes, yeah. We still got Dean on the line. Yeah. The, 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 hey, Dean. Like, the 70-hour the work week is different uh, because for us, it's windshield time. So, for feeder drivers like Dean, who's, who, their, their whole job is driving... And they keep a log, and and for us, it's about windshield time. So, 
we can still violate as long as we're not driving. That's the difference between package car and feeders. Does that make sense? Yes and no. Well, okay, so in other words, <laughs> if we violate, in other words, let's say come Saturday morning, we tell our center manager, well, I don't have eight hours to give you. That center manager is going to say, that's fine, we're going to use you as a helper. You get me? Yeah, yeah. So Slowly with, right, with feeder okay. drivers, they can't do that because with feeder drivers, it's all windshield time. Oh, no, they could make us helpers too, though. Right, but, but but you get what I'm saying. Like, with you guys, you're all driving with us. We're in and out of the car, like Tony said. You know, we're doing different things. So, you know, that's the thing. Like, you guys keep your logs, your DOT logs. And I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. I'm six-hour work weeks are killing me. But the uh, the uh, with feeder drivers, you can only do so much because they don't have that many options for you. Right, Hold on, Dean. We're getting a third call here. Um, uh, you're on Union Power Radio. Tony, your host speaking. Hey, Tony. Hey. Uh, can this? I ask you what happens if uh, management violates the 70-hour rule? They lie. Oh, oh wow. Who's yeah. this? Is this, <laughs> is this Dave Carew yeah. again? Yeah, they lie. They lie. Yeah. I just want to throw this out there to the, you know, to everyone that's listening, what happens if management violates the 70-hour rule? What do we do? Do you mean for you? No. I mean for us. Like if they allow you to violate? Oh, no. I, 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 I think he's violate. saying, you're saying okay. like a manager or a supervisor himself breaking the 70-hour? A manager or a supervisor... An car supervisor goes past 70 hours this week and and has that built-in one-day, you know, three-hour uh, uh, grievance, uh, the, the, the three-hour, like, grace period because they were in the snow in Albany <laughs> the rest of the week. Well, they don't have but a can union. Can they violate? So. Like, they're not, they're not <laughs> supposed to be working like we do. So I'm, can yeah. they violate? Yeah, they go to work all day and they're moving packages. Um, let's say they're moving autos all day. And it's a 13-hour day moving autos. Right. But they're not supposed to be. So that's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not supposed to, like so. Grievances would have to prove. Let me ask you something. It's not. It's not supposed to happen, but does it? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So grievances would have to prove that they violated. Okay. Right. Their so grievances would have to be filed what, what and prove I'm that they violated. Right now, what I'm saying right now is, are are we able? To let's just say, I mean, those violations cost a lot. They cost a lot. Yeah, to the that's a huge fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They cost yeah. a lot to the company, and they cost a lot to the right. person. Right. You know, uh, and I'd, I'd hate to see it. I get the, the fine, and the, I get the fine, and the company gets the fine. You're right. Mm. They're huge fines. You know? Yep. Yep. If, like if, so, if I did it, if I did it, it'd be a horrible thing. That's right. It would be that's huge. Serious. It would be a huge burden on you and the See, company, and that's and why they do it. Yep. Like if I pulled in like a. 
Wow, I think we just Where lost he... everybody. Oh, you still there? Did he lose? Oh, no. We might have no, lost I'm him. here. Well, we got Dean. Okay. All right, we got Dean and Jones still on the line. Go ahead, guys. But to but to your point, <clears throat> but to your point, they're not supposed to be driving. So grievances would have to be filed, and those grievances would have to be followed to prove that they violated the, the 60-hour rule. It, it would be next to impossible to prove it because well, then they would they would just say, "Oh no, I wasn't at work then, on Monday." Then, then, I had then, to you, then you answered your own question. Yeah. It, it if the just, grievances aren't being filed, then no, they can't violate because nobody's nobody's holding them accountable. Well, they, they don't they don't punch in and out like we do. Now the part no, exactly. supervisors do. I already tried that. I already tried that. Yeah. I tried to pull a spark because I filed a worker a supervisor work agreement and I tried to with my BA pull a sparks report and the center manager said sparks reports are not filed for management. But I'm trying to fight that because I think if a diet is taken out, then a Sparks report is, is generated. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you can push it, but you're gonna, it's going to take time and money to push it. But the bottom line is, that's a good question that you, that you, that you present, but the grievances are going to have to be filed to prove it. In other words, every time, like, like what you guys did today, like what 804 did today, showing up at these buildings on Sundays, and catching supervisors working is brilliant because nobody else does that. So this shit's going to have to be done all over the place. People are going to have to show up and prove that supervisors are working and file the grievances, and that's how it's going to get stopped. Absolutely, Joan. That's very well yeah. said. Absolutely. It's just out of control. But let's get back to dealing with our, our actual drivers. Forget management. I could care. You know, I'm not happy that they do what they do. Obviously, we will be putting grievances on whoever we see working. Um, but let's stick to how this affects our drivers. We're talking about guys that are out there 70 hours, the exhaustion, being tired out on the road. It's not easy. Uh, I know, Dean, I'm sure you have plenty of time with the company. Uh, Joan, as you said before, you were saying uh, you're tired from your six-hour six work week. I didn't think you realized what you said. You meant six, six days. Day. Right. Sorry. That's how tired you are. <laughs> you know, you can, it's like, it's really tough. It's really, really She's tough. getting up there in years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joan. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Joan and I have a love-hate relationship. Listen, and, and fatigue, fatigue is a real thing. And just for any drivers that are out there listening, if you call your center manager and you tell them that you are fatigued, you are too fatigued, and you cannot safely operate your vehicle, they cannot discipline you for not working that day. I'm just putting that out there. If you tell your center manager that you are suffering from fatigue and you do not feel safe operating your vehicle, they cannot force you to work that day. Okay? Yeah. Absolutely. Just well, putting it out there. Just putting yeah. it out there. You go, girl. Get you ahead, know, Dean. The, the, weird, the weird thing about the hours of service, um, Joan, I don't know when you started driving package. When did you start driving package? About 95? Uh, I don't know. I'm in it for 14 years, so you do the math. <laughs> oh, okay, so 2005, okay. You know, up until the early 2000s, there was no strict guideline on the hours of service. The hours of service that um, came into effect in the, in the early 2000s, now there was a general guideline everybody went by in the industry, 
but it became really strict in the early 2000s and it implemented the 60 in seven and the 70 and eight rule. And we had to seriously float a seven day and an eight day window of when hours fell off or stay. And then I think it was about 2000, just a second, had a call come in. I think it was about 2008, they implemented what they called the 34 hour reset rule. And that made life so incredibly easy because then you didn't have to worry about when are my hours going to fall off? How many hours do I have to work on this day? That is the only thing that allows the company to implement this 70 hours and eight day rule for the package drivers. Because without the 34 hour reset, there you would eventually get to a point where a driver would have to be off for almost two days before they'd have any hours left if they're making drivers work six days a week, which is what they're doing by working, you know, Monday through Saturday or Sunday right, through Friday. Right, right. Without the 34 hour reset, this 70 hours and eight days would not be possible. And so guys, guys have to be careful. You cannot work 10 hours a day. Right. Keep working 10 hours a day. If you're working 12 hours a day, you know, so if you work Monday through Friday and you're getting compensated for 12 hours of it, you're at 60 hours, you come in Saturday, you've got 10 hours. Right. Uh, That doesn't, that doesn't mean all of a sudden we had a guy, a situation today where I heard about a driver that showed up on Sunday after he'd already worked the previous six days. And he said, well, one of my days fell off. And I'm like, no, one of your days did not fall off. You're still, that's within your eight day window for the 70 within eight. And so every reset, right, right. Yeah. Was, yeah. He, he didn't have, gotta have the reset. Right. Yeah. And that, the well, that's, the thing, possible, that's the thing, so. you know, UPS plays the card that, that they're covered under, under, uh, the, 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 the motor carrier, the ground act where FedEx mm. is carried under the FAA Act. So there are different right. rules, and that's what people don't understand. There are different rules for carriers that are covered under the FAA and covered under the ground uh, uh, DOTs. So that's how they rolled over this this um, this out, and that's where they came up with the quote-unquote windshield time for package car drivers to try and roll us into how you guys are covered. You know, right. and, and and where they say, and then and then they make this 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 language where they go, oh well, even though you violated your DOT hours, you can still come in and be a helper. So we'll just have somebody drive you, and you run off the stops. Like they're the company is going to do. Like Hector mentioned this earlier, the company's going to do whatever you allow them to. Exactly. So at some point, at some point, the union has step up and go, enough is enough. We're just not going to allow you to do this to our members. And that's where we are right now with this fucking ridiculous rule. Well, something just yeah. went down yeah. out in San Bernardino, right? California, Dean. You were talking about these uh, bullshit uh, in-house trainee- trainers that they have that they, were, uh, they weren't experienced. They didn't have their license. About 40% of them didn't have their license for for over two years. Can you elaborate a little and tell the people exactly what happened over there with that? Well, this is this is nationwide. And nationwide, UPS uses their own in-house trainers to train feeder drivers. And so uh, someone that wants to become a trainer, whether they are working for UPS already or whether they're hired off the street to be a trainer, they get trained to be a driver. They get their license. Then they spend a couple more weeks training, and then they go to Chicago, and they go to uh, the driver training school in Chicago, which, me personally, I think is a top-notch program. Our, our trainers come out of that program, 
very good at training drivers how to become feeder drivers. I'm not, I'm not in no way, shape, or form knocking our trainers. Our tra- I think I have a lot of respect for our trainers. I work with them on a daily, weekly basis with the newbies coming into feeder. But they've changed the law, and now across the country, if you want to be someone that's going to train someone to be a feeder driver or drive tractor trailers, you've got to have two years of experience to be able to do that. <clears throat> and our trainers are constantly being um, moved up in the ranks in management. And so they'll come in and they'll be a trainer for a while. And then maybe they get moved back into dispatch. Maybe they go on and become a center manager or something somewhere. And so a lot of our in-house trainers right now have that the number I've heard is about 40% of them have less than two years of experience. They're not going to be able to use them to keep training. And just this last year alone across the country, we probably trained close to a thousand new feeder drivers across the country. I know we trained a hundred just in my work area alone this year. We added a hundred, I think we added 110 to our roles this year as feeder drivers in my work area. And so it's, they're training like crazy and they need these in-house trainers. And here they're going to have, you know, a majority of that workforce, those people available to train, shut down because of this law and UPS sued and fought for it. They, they, they lost their court case. They've lost every last appeal on it, you know? And so they, they fight things like UPS. I don't know if you guys know this or not. UPS hates to be told how to run their business. I don't know if you've ever ran into that mentality with them. And it was the same thing with the electronic logs that they force that the government is now forcing us to use, which I'm not opposed to. I'm just saying that it's a regulation. We have to use this now. UPS did everything they could to keep from implementing those because it was so difficult to implement them um, for Dean, our Dean, let me stop you real quick. Well, so. well, we 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 try not to mention the name. We just say the company, just so you guys know. It's <laughs> okay, always the company. The company. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the electronic logs that we have, which for me works just great because I do what most people think a feeder job is. I drive from one place to another place and come back. Electronic works, logs work really good. For the guys that do pickups and stuff, they're not the easiest thing to, to work around. And so, yeah, the company fought that like crazy, and they, they fought this uh, training rule like crazy. Good or bad, that is what they're going to have to follow now on these trainers. So well, that's a big uh, win. I don't know what the fallout for that's going to be. Well, the, you know the, what? It's a, they're it, not going to have enough trainers now. That's a big win, though, Dean, because I don't think anybody with under two years experience should be training. I mean, what does a guy with less than that know, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I, no. I, I think, know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's a good thing. Guys should have two years experience before they uh, try to uh, try to train somebody how to do a job that can be very dangerous. The uh, You know, it, it, let's be serious. The, driving a feeder is, is a serious business. The, the, you, some of these guys yeah. are on the road many hours. It's very dangerous. I've seen some seriously nasty accidents out there because of some feeder drivers. And it's not always a UPS guy. It's usually somebody else because, I mean, our guys are very well trained for the most part. Right. So. Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. Well, the problem they have is no one no one moves from hourly to management anymore. You know, I started in 87, and that was a standard progression in your career with Thank the company. Thank God. 
<laughs> yeah, but back 30, 30, 35, 40, 45 years ago, it was different back then. That was that was what people did. They would they would work for 20 years driving a package car, then they'd go and be an on-road supervisor for 10 years, and, and then they, they'd walk out and they'd have two good pensions. And it's become so cutthroat, and, and they're the salaries they pay the management people now are so horrible. They can't get anybody to switch, you know? So it's, so they're not going to be able to get drivers to become trainers. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with this new role. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, what they have to do. I I know the suggestion came up that, um, the drivers get their license through like a Debbie Dutson program and then maybe get trained by the trainers once they have their driver's license, but Dean, can I ask you a question? Dean, can I yeah. ask you a question? Um, how difficult would it be? Because I know other locals do this. How difficult would it be for the company, which shall remain nameless, <laughs> to hire outside CDL trainers? And I think that's what they're going to have to do. And I don't, I don't think it would be that difficult is just like I said the company doesn't like to be told how to do things so they're going to fight it tooth and nail as long as they can but I know at one time in my area in Southern California they did that there's a few guys that I work with that got trained by an outside agency this was probably 20 years ago they got trained by an outside agency to get their license and then came back and they had to spend as much training time training those guys how to do the job the company way once they had their license. So that's why the company went away from that. Right. But they may have to end up doing that to fulfill this law. So, yeah. but you guys still there? Are you guys? Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Everybody went quiet. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And, and, and it just sucks. At, at the beginning of the year, we'll have a huge rush for everybody to try to get into theater because they got so messed up package once again at peak time. So um, that's what happened last year was all the all the drivers with seniority all of a sudden decided they wanted to become theater drivers because they said, oh, screw this package stuff. I'm done with that. So, and... I could I could do a whole I could do a whole show on package car wanting to go to theater and different seniority lists and 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 scabs coming in and coyote cutting short and guys getting hired off the street. Dude, listen, my seniority list is a mess when it comes to feeders. Um, you know, it, 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 it's not even about training because we don't have training in our. You have to have your CDL to apply for a. Oh wow! Uh, okay. To five four feeder driver in our, in our local, so um, you know you guys are already ahead of the game. You, this is what I'm saying. So many so many locals train their own, and that's great. We, mm-hmm. I'll give you just a quick example. This happened a couple of years ago. There were six drivers that were hired off the street because the contract calls for I think seven and one um, for how many hired off the street before we get called up, and we have two seniority lists. It's a calendar year seniority list, which is bullshit, but it's a calendar year seniority list. So there'll be two seniority lists because, you know, when peak happens, everything goes out the window, right? So there were six drivers that were hired off the street as feeder drivers, just like package car drivers, right? They were, they were hired off the street as feeder drivers. Even though we had drivers in the queue 
I think this was 2015 and 2016, if I remember correctly. Even though we had package car drivers in the queue, that's what they call it, in the queue to get pulled up to feeders, there were six drivers that got hired off the street that already had their CDLs and were already trained. So everybody in that 2015 queue grieved it, saying, we should have been pulled up. We should You hired drivers off the street. This is a contract violation. We should have been given these jobs. My local took those grievances and buried them long enough for those six drivers to make seniority and then turned to the to the feed, to the package car drivers who were grieving and said, Well, these guys are now teamsters and now we represent them. Wow. Okay? Yeah. That sucks. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Jeez. This is why we all look up to 804 because we're not all 804 yet because this is the shit that's happening in other locals. Yeah. Sucks I mean, big time. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, even, even with our executive board doing what they do, this company still tries to get away with so much. You know, it's. I know, but you know, you got to be on top of them. Yep, they're on top you of them. You can't be, you know, yeah, exactly. They're exactly. On top of them. Exactly. Yeah, you definitely can't let if them. My leadership, if my leadership was on top of it, if my leadership was fighting it, I'd be, I'd, I'd be respected. But this is why I'm looking forward to Hooker coming in in January and giving us new leadership and stopping this shit from happening, just like you guys are. Talking yeah, about talking what? about you know Richie that. Hook. Talking He's, about Richie Hooker. He was at the local 804. Yeah, he's all day on Friday. He's getting trained by the right people. <laughs> he's getting trained by the right people. He's getting ready to go. Right? Is that? That's right. That's right. Uh, I saw some pictures of him and Vincent Perone, and uh, you know, I, I, Richard Hooker Jr. I, you listen, Joan. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right now, as uh, Bob Marley said. Everything is gonna be all right. Everything. Is I gonna... hope so, because we, you know what I mean. Like we're 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 following your lead, man. We're following your lead because we need it down here. We need it down here. Speaking of eight oh four, how did the. Uh... Friday night viewing of the Irishman go at your guys' hall. Oh man, it was phenomenal. We had a great day at the hall. I was just telling guys earlier. We uh, a lot of guys uh, and girls brought their families down, and we sat down. We had Santa Claus was there taking pictures with the kids. I even sat with Santa and asked him for a Harley Davidson. We'll see what happens. Um, but <laughs> you don't want no Harley. You're a Ducati guy. Come on. <laughs> I'm getting older though, Elaine. I'm getting older. I'm looking for something I can relax on. Uh, I've had my fair share of crotch rockets. Yeah. Oh, hey, I got a Triumph, but my Triumph is really old. My father had left it to me many, many, many years ago, and I finally got it back. The one that I saw you yeah. on, on his lap. What are you doing on his nice. lap? Hey, I was asking Santa for help. What's the matter? That's what you got to do. You got to sit on Santa's lap. <laughs> yeah, but when you right. was done, yeah, you, you didn't want to get off his lap. <laughs> well, he was well, offering me hot cocoa. I was, up in, I was up in Utah visiting. No, I don't want to sit on Santa's lap, Dad. Please don't make me. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were up in Utah visiting my son. My son just got a new job. He just went to college in June. And he got a new job up in Utah, so we went and visited him for Thanksgiving. And I finally got to watch. I watched. Fri I watched Friday night, probably a little bit later than you guys did, because we're you know three hours behind. 
uh, are ahead of you. And, uh, but I watched, I watched it that night, the same night you guys were watching it there at the hall. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. What, what'd you think so, of the movie? Yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> I, I, I know everybody questions the veracity of, of Did any of you guys stories. read the book? Did any of you guys read the book? I have not, no, and I, I heard the it. book was definitely way, way better than the movie. Oh, it was okay. it was a whole different thing. The book was mm. completely different than the movie. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I I'm looking for it on Amazon. I'm gonna I'm gonna well Amazon. I'll just I'll send you the link. Yeah, the send book, me a link. The book was amazing. The book was amazing. The book was oh, okay. a page turner. I couldn't stop reading it. Um, and I I had a personal link to it because Frank Sheeran was Delco. We actually came from the same place decades apart, so it kind of it kind of intrigued me in a personal way. But um, the the thing about the thing about the book was, even if you, whether you believed it or not, whether you thought it was fact or fiction, there were two prologues. The reason the book got re-released when it did was because. Um, the author, I forget his name, the investigator, he, he had an agreement with Frank Sheeran that he wasn't going to release certain information that would hurt anybody. So they waited for certain people to die and then they re-released it with a prologue and then they waited for other people to die and they re-released it with another prologue. So, you know, even if, even if it's bullshit, it's just kind of like, wow, like, you know what I mean? Like, wow, this is cool. Um, but the information about Hoffa, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Everybody has their things about Hoffa. The movie, on the other hand, it was a great movie. I don't think it had anything to do with the book. I think it was just a great movie. It was a great script. But the stories were completely different. I mean, you know, it just, it had nothing. To, read the book and you'll see what I'm talking about. It was about. a big speech. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I felt like the movie was anti Jimmy Hoffa. It, they were trying to paint Jimmy Hoffa in a negative way right. in the movie. Right. Yeah. So. It was a big speech. Uh, Did you guys ever see a movie called uh, Teamster Boss, the Jackie Presser story? No, but I have I've, been told I've a seen lot. clips of it. I haven't seen yeah. it. At, at, the, yeah. at the end of the film, our, our famous and most, uh, most uh, admired Teamster, Ron Carey, takes over and gives his inauguration speech at the end of the movie it was where uh, i'm coming from is this union is about the membership so you guys might want to check that out um I'm, yeah, i, I yeah, see well. right now we got uh ray raymond mathers ray mathers the guy who uh he's listening in uh we want to thank him he's one of the guys that that started the gofundme page right away uh ray if you want to call in the number is 347-403-0705 He's the guy that started the GoFundMe page for our brother Frank Ordonez, and uh, it seems to be doing really well. You right guys, now. your GoFundMe did amazing. I think what do you have, like seventy thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah, it's doing really yeah. well right now. Yeah, they're they're both pretty large. Roy's Roy's is up my local. My local actually agreed to match whatever we collect, which is like unbelievable to me. I can't believe they agreed to that. So I'm hoping six two three shows up big too. Yeah, I mean, you know, his family could definitely use the support. You know, they got little girls. And that's really all we can. That's all we can do. You know what I mean? Like, make sure his family. We all okay. want to do something. We all want to do something. We all feel this loss, and we all want to do something. And we can't be there. We can't fly to Miami. 
So this is what we do. This we, you know, we start raising money. So, you know, uh, you know when, when police I mean, officers, when, I, when someone passes away from the uh, police officers, they wear these black things around their shield, uh, a black uh, like lace thing. I mean, why can't why yeah. can't we as uh, the company uh, provide you know us with this you know a black stripe? Do you think they'd let us? Do you think they'd let us? Uh, going across, they let across us do that? you know, going across the shield. I mean, just yeah. for a falling brother, you know. But they won't yeah. do that. I wonder if uh, right. a couple That's of guys I mean. show like, up with it. Us? I wonder if a couple. Uh, let's just say, for uh, argument's sake, a couple of guys show up. And actually use that and put something over the shield. Let's say they get some uh, black electrical tape or whatever. Right, right. And I would love to see the company try and write you up for being out of uniform. They will. You know? You, right. you think they really would? Yes. Wow. Listen, I'm down. I, you know me, I'm down. And anything to, you know, support this brother they'll, they'll and their family that and, like, and what's going on. I got no problem with they'll that. They'll use the same uh, thing but, as... Uh, you know, would, they, would, that, would that help the movement or would it detract from it? You know, that's what you got to ask yourself. Yeah. You know, would the company fight it? Is, is this a fight worth fighting? That's what you got to ask yourself. Yeah, I'm not Deceiving the Deceiving the I uniform or the shields or have put electric tape across on their on their tractors and their package cars. Yeah, there were a couple. I saw that. that there were a couple guys that did that. Yeah, and and I'm not saying for everybody to stop working at, at right. five o'clock Eastern no, exactly. time. We're not trying to create a work time. But tomorrow, but but you can what? pull over. You can pull over on the side of the road to answer a dyad message. You can pull over to the side of the road to take a phone call because right. that's distracted driving and you have to pull out of the lane of traffic and engage your hazards and pull in your mirror. And you can do that for 60 seconds at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tomorrow for our brother Frank. Yep. And, well, I'll be yeah, I'll be off the clock. I'll either be off the clock or I'll be um, helping the PCM with our 2 o'clock people. We'll have a moment of silence when we start at the 2 o'clock, guys. So right before I punch out, one of our so. brothers, one of our brothers, Dave Carew, that was on the phone earlier, he just said that uh, a lot of the guys on Thursday night and on Friday were uh, putting the hashtag Frank and rest in peace on their trucks, and uh, yeah, the, I did that too, yeah. And over in the building, they opened the car wash on Friday night, and it was so cold yeah. out. Like <laughs> telling, be, what a shock! What a shock! Actually, start watching watching the vehicles again. Yeah, so. yeah. Tell me about it. Like that's the first thing they're gonna do. Oh, too many, uh, too many hashtags on these right. trucks. Let's get this uh, cleaned up, folks. Let's get these car washes awesome to work harder. Hey, I'm just thinking. Uh, have, you, yeah. have you guys seen that that FedEx? That I'm sorry, Team Purple. They've been putting hashtag Frank on their vehicles across the country too. <laughs> Team Purple. Right. <laughs> like that <one> for <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's I, what I mean. Like. Yeah. Everybody understands that this could have been any one of us. That's right. This yeah. could have been any that's one right. of us on any given day. Absolutely. And that's why we relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, how, how, do, how uh, how's the feeling over there in California, Dean? Uh, I I didn't get a chance to talk with very many people. I I work really weird hours. I don't see a lot of people when I start up and and finish. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to uh, see a lot of people, but everybody that I've talked with on the phone, we're all in just shock. You know, uh, Mark, Mark Timlin was, you know, how I first saw it. You know, I got a prompt from him 
And that made me check the video. I was heading to a doctor's appointment. I'm sitting in my, my doctor's uh, waiting room to get seen, watching the video unfold. And I'm like, I was just, I was just horrified. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're showing this on live TV, you know? And we were immediately going into, you know, cleanup control on the Facebook pages to, you know, for, for out of respect for the family and for friends, you know, like the gentleman you talked with earlier who was from Florida, you know, <clears throat> I don't want to see pictures and videos of someone that I work with, you know, being shot and killed, you know, so we, we tried to keep that off the page. There's some pages out there that have let it on there. That's, you know, that's their prerogative. That's their choice. But, you know, we, we try to keep the pictures. I mean, I've seen all the videos. Um, and I'm not saying that people can't see them if they want to find them, they're going to find them, you know, but, uh, it just, it's, it's just saddening. And as Joan, Joan just said, once again, that could have been any one of us, you know, and we don't want to let, we don't want to put anything out there before we know family were informed. Like the, you know, I work at the building where the two young men were killed, you know, with the, the tug accident. And that happened right after I left that morning, probably about an hour after I left the building that morning. Um, I got a phone call from someone and said, Hey, there's been something that happened here. And I'm like, wow. But I didn't get to really find out till later that day what had happened. So what was but, the story on that? <coughs> it was two trainees I, in that? Or, or what, how, what was the story on that one? Uh, still have never been told officially what happened with it. And I don't, that's the one thing, the legalities of everything, keep the company, keep management from being able to talk with their workers about what that's happened. That's UPS. That's yeah, that's UPS. That's anybody who's seen the movie Men in Black, where they have a little crew that comes out file, and flashy play. things everybody and we moves everything play. out of the way, that's UPS. We have a file play. We have a file play. You can't yellow say. Yellow flag. Yeah, yellow flag. Yellow flag. The company. Right. That's the what company. they do. That's what they do. They keep they keep their name out of the press, and, yes. and 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 that's what happened in Ontario. These two kids, these two kids, were on a tug. One of them was like seven months in. The other one, I don't even know how long in. And it was an unsafe tug. Any, I have talked to so many people that work on that ramp, and they all said the same thing. They all said that these things were unsafe. And the thing flipped. They weren't doing wheelies. They weren't doing donuts. They swerved out of the way of an airplane, and it flipped on them, and it immediately killed both of them. One crushed beyond recognition, one decapitated. That's what happened to those two kids on the ramp in Ontario, California last week. And UPS has successfully kept all of that out of the news. Nobody has been informed about that. And on the heels of that tragedy comes Frank's abduction and subsequent murder, okay? And UPS is doing, and now John, UPS the can't company, spin John, the company. Because everybody has a cell phone. Everybody's got a video, right? Flag no, on the they plane. can't kill this story because right. it's out there. You tell them, Joan. You tell I'm sorry, them. the company, the company, I'm sorry, the company, the company, I'm sorry, the company, the company, okay? The company can't kill this story, okay? They can't, they cannot because kill it. It's everybody's out there. got a cell phone. So here they are now, and now they have to be on our side. They have to be on our side because they can't kill this story. Okay, the story's out there. And like Dean said, everybody wants to be respectful of the family. 
So you don't want these. I, I saw that video of the truck, the company truck being trucked down the highway and somebody next to it takes pictures of it. They couldn't talk that like they couldn't talk that. Like, come on, man. The family's seeing this shit. The family had to watch this play out on live TV. Okay, the family had to watch this play out on live TV. And I think that's what hits all of us to our core. What if that was us? What if that was our family that had to watch this happen on live TV? For me, I think that's what got us. And the video footage isn't going anywhere, John. Those little girls are going to grow up one day and they're going to be able to right? see that footage. Exactly. And there, that video is still going to be there, yes. Tony. Exactly. It'll, it'll still be there. It'll still be there. Exactly. Uh, our exactly. Boy, our... So I think that's what that's what hit us. And the company can't erase it. So that's where we are. And that's why we're trying to do something. Yeah. Uh, our brother in uh, Forster Avenue, Jamie Haynes, Mr. Hard Hitting Question, says, uh, just a heads up, a preloader fell out of a moving trailer Saturday morning. This is being hidden. I overheard some of them talking about it. I haven't heard anything about it. J- J- I'll tell you, Jamie finds well, out. I got to get Jamie yeah. on the show. Jamie finds all the goods. Jamie gets all the goods. Yeah. But I mean, I hope the guy's all right. Jesus, <laughs> falling out of a moving trailer! What the hell? They hide so much, Tony. They hide so much. There are so many injuries and deaths that we don't hear about, and oh, yeah. that's that's the problem. It kills There's me. There's so that... many things that they squash. They're let, so let me, good at this. Let me ask you, John. Hiding these things out in Pennsylvania, and even you, Dean. Um, back in the the older days, uh, did you guys ever have the vendors that went out into the bad neighborhoods with the drivers with the with the armed guards? No. No, you guys never had that. You either, Dean, out in in California. No. Because over here in Brooklyn, we used no. to have a, a a boatload of those guys. I mean, there's a lot of tough neighborhoods it. out here. We've and, had uh, it. And uh, they... we have we have some we have some we have some high crime areas where drivers were sent out with with tra- trailers is what they called them. And I've even had, even though it's not a you know quote unquote bad neighborhood, I I service an Apple store, so whenever they would have a new launch, a new product launch. I would have a retired Philadelphia police officer trail me um, until I delivered all those all those products to the uh, to the um, to the Apple Store. So yeah, it's not it's not unusual. Well, just like uh, our, just like our president always says, this company does not give a rat's ass about us. I mean, these guys go into these Thank really you. tough neighborhoods, Thank you. right? Doesn't he always say that? And they, these people don't—they yeah. don't—they don't give a rat's ass for us. These guys are going out into bad neighborhoods. Now they can't get anybody to go there, so they send and force the the lower seniority yeah. employees or the trainees that haven't exactly. made book yet. They're the ones stuck going to these tough ass neighborhoods. And, and it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad because there was a time where our drivers were protected by armed guards. And let me tell you, there right. were shootings. There were shootings. Yeah. Guards have had to protect the the, the, the drivers. And, you know, right. vendors were shot. Vendors were shot at. Vendors did shooting. I mean, it was... Why would you stop it? Like they're literally doing their job. Right. That's what they're there for, to protect the driver. I could give, two, I could give two shits about the merchandise. Once we went public... Once we went public, Tony, the only thing they cared about was the, the price of the dollar. stock. Absolutely. That's why the that's why the attendance bonus stopped. 
That's why the turkeys for employees stopped. And now I heard no calendars. We're the second week in December. No calendars. We have no calendars. No calendars. I heard a rumor that they're not producing calendars this year. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> I don't think it's a rumor. for going public and caring about the stock price. Yeah. Everybody's like, what's going on with the calendars? Nothing, because we're not getting yep. any. And, and you know, these are calendars that we would give to customers. You know, you would think exactly. they, it's like the cheap. Customers look forward to it. One stupid little thing. Exactly. It's, That's it's, my mom's Christmas present every year. Calendar. Thanks. People literally, when I told my center manager that customers are hounding me for calendars, he laughs. And I'm like, they look forward to this. Like, they're your customers. They pay out the teeth for your service all year long. And this fucking calendar is the only thing they have to look forward to. And now I have to tell them that you're not producing them this year? Hello? (laughs) Somebody says, text me here, says, can you guys let the junior members know that it's cool to let anyone who is robbing you learn how to work the key fob? This is going to be a copycat thing. You know, no, no, it's it's true though. He, uh, you know, anyone that's a as a junior driver is a, is a rookie and uh, just got on the job. Uh, when 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 someone says, "Yo, give it up, give it the fuck up," don't don't yeah. even try yeah, to fight absolutely. it. Don't try to. Yeah. That's you know they got insurance for this shit. Don't even try to protect yep. it. Give it up. No, I'm not even gonna try to you don't need to lose your life. I'll give you my shirt, dude. You can take it. Go. Yeah. Go. Seriously. Yeah. Take the keys. Do what you got to do. Thank you very much. Right. Yep. I could care less about what's exactly. So if if you're being robbed, right. if someone is is saying that he's got a gun on your back uh, and give up the keys or give up the package, give it up. Don't even fight it. Yep. They got it. Uh, Yo, the company. Shoot me here. Shoot me here. Shoot me right now. Shoot me here. My family will find the body. I'm not going with you. That's my stand. I've already thought about it. It's sad call. that I have to think about it. Ho- hold but on. But I've on. already thought about it. No, shoot me here. You got my shirt. You got my keys. You got the truck. You can have it all. Shoot me here. That's it. The only, the only time I've been drawn on was by a cop when he pulled me over for a speeding ticket in the package car. So. But. <laughs> Jeez, unbelievable. And he, he said I was evading being pulled over, and I almost said to him, so you think there's a lot of 300-pound UPS drivers that I kidnapped and abducted and stole this uniform from? Of course I'm a UPS driver, you know, so... Well, all right. What it is, what it is. We gotta, we gotta. I, I want to thank you guys for calling uh, and talking about the seventy-hour rules uh, for a lot of people to understand, a lot of members to understand. But we have to. What it got? Fifteen minutes, and we gotta uh, go through wrap some things. Go through some things up. before we hang up. We gotta wrap it up. So, Dean, I want to okay. thank you so much for calling, brother. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Very knowledgeable guy. Love you to death. Joni Lane, same here, babe. Love you to death. I can't wait to see you guys again. Uh, We'll hear you guys in a few weeks, I'm sure. Uh, Thanks for calling in. All right? God bless you guys. Stay safe out there, all right? All right. So, okay, man. We got a lot of callers today. A lot of people are... uh, Well, you got the same callers calling in. I mean, uh, you had another caller calling in. I think it was that guy, the same guy. Oh, Dave Carew is trying to call back again? No, not Dave Carew, the other one. Oh, oh, uh, Ferrani? I I don't know the uh, one that calls you Rosie. Uh oh, uh, what well, that's a uh, Kenny Bartlett? I don't know. 
I couldn't, I couldn't answer the phone call because uh, got too many people. Joan and Lane and and and, and um, sorry guys, we got too many people on the line. Uh, let me check out some of the people here that have been uh, hitting us up. We got Matthew Lockwood, uh, Jamie Haynes, uh, Coors Air eight hundred four. Much easier to work five days on a two-day off. Need family time. Can't exactly. Can't force six-day, bro. They cannot force six-day. I don't know about it. That's in every local, but I know in our local, they can't force the six-day. Listen. And, and if you work a six-day punch, that is a time and Listen, a half. Listen, this company was pretty smart. Uh, well, not really pretty smart. But what they were doing, giving everyone a diet eight-hour low uh, before the peak started. They were giving them eight-hour lows here. You know, sometimes, you know, they wasn't seeing overtime. So they were starving. You know, the drivers are starving for overtime because some some drivers rely on overtime because they have a different lifestyle now. You know, once you hit that top pay and you have that overtime, you know, you got that extra $600 in your paycheck or $700. Now your lifestyle changes. Now you go and get a, uh, a bigger house. You get a brand new car. You know, you put your kids in, in Catholic school. You know, you got you to gotta pay. You got to keep it up now. So when this company is 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 putting you on a diet and you're not seeing this eight you know this overtime, you know you start wondering what the hell, what the hell what am I gonna do? How am I gonna pay my mortgage? How am I gonna pay this car? So you know now they they you know like they doing all this shit to get the overtime now. Oh you you know you get the overtime now. So a lot of drivers are coming in, you know not wanting to come in. But no, they're gonna have they to come feel in. Like they have to. They yeah. have to come in because now they gotta I'm make ends and and meet. Hold on, please. I just can't. Can't hold on a second. Who who's on the line? It's Delarada, Justin. Hey, Justin, what's going what's on? Up? Tony Rosario, Tony, how you doing, brother? What's up? What local are you out of? Eight oh four, Manhattan, Nassau. Oh, what's up, brother? Talk to me. Are you were you at the building today when uh, the beard and everybody was uh, having the uh, shit show over there? Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't there, but I want to give a shout out to Ray Mathers okay. for helping out, putting right. the GoFundMe for that kid that died in Miami. Right, right. I was trying to get Ray Mathers to call. I see he's listening and he's in the chat room. I sent him a message, uh, but uh, he hasn't called us in yet. But yeah, we were all giving, showing some love to to Ray for starting that page. It's a big deal, and uh, and we appreciate it. What's going on with hey, you, brother? Dude. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, you know, Liz is looking for her money, all right? What What was that? Liz is looking for her money. She forgot to pay your bill, Rosario, in Chicago. Who? What? <laughs> the girl Liz. I'm kidding with you. Oh, oh, Liz. Yes, yes. The uh, I had the uh, I had the quesadilla and I left. I actually, I actually hit her up on Instagram. Damn, man. Uh, yeah, no, no. You bring Brooklyn to fucking Chicago? Yeah, no. That was the day we were leaving. Eat and run, you and freaking Puerto Rican. Was, the plane was running late. And I had to go. No, damn, but I hit man. her up. I hit her up on Instagram. You make us Puerto Ricans look bad, bro. No, no, Pay your bill, damn it. I hit her up on Instagram. I hit her up on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, she like, cool. like, you guys know. You guys do agree. Great job. It's a good show. Thank oh, you. Thank, thank you, you, brother. We appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Uh, do you know Ray Mathis personally? or? Yes, he works in my center. I'm his shop steward. Oh, okay. He's a good guy. And he went above and beyond and did what he did. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Hold oh, on. I we're think getting he's, on the call. I think, I think might, he's calling that might in. be Ray now. Yeah, you're on Union Power Radio. Tony, your host speaking. Hey, what's up? It's Ray Mathers. How's Ray going, Mathers. Man? What's up, brother? Ray. What's going on, what man? We were just, you must have heard your ear what's ringing, man. On? We were just talking about you. Yeah, yeah. 
was, you know what? I never used the app, and I was like trying to figure everything out, and I finally figured everything out. So I got, I, I got, I got a lot of questions for you. How many years you have on this job, Ray? I have about just over two. Wow, wow, that is incredible. What made you come up with this GoFundMe page, and did you expect it to go this this crazy? I had, like, no idea. I mean, we were talking about it in the 804 Facebook group, like, just throwing some ideas around, like, oh, let's do something, let's do something. And uh, usually with that, you know, everyone says they're going to do something, you know, you need that one guy to take that step and just, you know, start it up. So I started it up. And I woke up the next morning, and it's already at like three thousand. I'm like, what? Hey, you started off with how much? So first? What was your? Huh? Sixty you... something, right? Right. Right now it's at sixty six thousand. I think. Wow. It's awesome. Incredible. Yeah. I, and I when you started it, it up that much. When, when you started it, Ray, what you set the? You set it for like what? Two grand? Oh uh, yeah, it was like something low because I, I didn't even. I, I it was supposed to be like just you know. Yeah. Between like eight oh four building the building like small, you know, right. Long Island, New York, five boroughs, whatever. Right. But it just went national and and just exploded overnight. Wow. You know what, Ray? You're a good dude, man. You know, uh you I took two years on the job. Man. Two years on the job and you 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 feeling it. A fallen brother and you said, you know what, I gotta do something and you did, man. And a lot of people right now are thanking you and I'm sure his family is gonna be thanking you and and we appreciate the way you handled this whole thing, man. It's reaching out to the executive board and making sure everything is done by the numbers. You're a, you're a stand-up guy. A true, a true teamster brother. A true fucking teamster brother, man. Uh, absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. For two years. I mean, I'm, I'm bugging out. Yeah. You know, you, you have two years <laughs> on the job, and and you thought about this, and, 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 it, and it went crazy on it. I mean, I was seeing it day by day. I mean, I saw it at 25000 and then it went to uh, 51000 I was like, holy shit. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, like, I, as soon as I woke up and saw what it was at, I'm like, okay, now I need to, now I need to contact the, uh, the e-board to, uh, you know, make this legit. Because, you know, handle it myself before, you know, I want to make sure everything's done by the books and it gets over there the right way. Yeah, I heard. I, w I was at the hall when you, I guess you called on Friday and spoke to Tony Rosleone, the Secretary of Treasury. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, me and him were going uh, back and forth on Friday, you know, trying to get figure stuff out because there was a lot of confusion. There was, um, I was getting all these emails. People didn't think I was real. They're like, oh, we're going to report you. We're going to report you. And my phone was just blowing up as I was trying to do my route. And I'm like, this is crazy. I got to, I got to do something. I got to contact Yeah, I, I was, I was kind of wondering because I didn't know who Ray, because you only put Ray. And I was like, I hope it's mm -hmm. no one trying to make money out of this. Um, and, 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 you know, I was like, who's this Ray guy from local 804? So, uh, um, it was good that you called, uh, Tony Rizlion and we confirmed that you are a, a member of the local 804 and that, um, and Tony gave you some advice of how to do it and, uh, how to go about it. And thank God for that. Thank God for you. God bless you, bro. I, I really do bless you that you did this and um, and the reaction. I mean, it's incredible, bro. It's incredible. You know what I love is that what I love is that you got two years on the job, man. Exactly. And and and, and you you already care. There's a lot of guys that they could give two shits, you know, and it's sad. Mm -hmm. But I feel that lately, 
because of the executive board and and the morale that's been growing among the membership it's guys like you that are feeling it and it's and it's and it's infectious it's starting to grow and and it's hitting the younger members and it's important because i mean you we weren't we weren't so tight-knit as we are now a couple years back and and everything is starting to come together and and guys like you doing what you did it shows that there's things happening things are changing a young guy like you two years on the job already feeling the love doing what you got to do and we appreciate you brother we really do man thank you thank you you know it's funny that you say that just the other day i think it was a day or two ago i was talking to the younger guys and we we're saying like how much of a difference it is now between just the younger guys, not the older guys, the younger guys are becoming so much more union, so much more organized and, and they care now, you know, it's not like how, how it was a few years back. Now it's, it's, you could see the change easily. You could see the change. Oh, you it, it, educating the youngsters education. Exactly. But it is, it is crazy. It is getting to, it's getting good in its local because you know, some when I used to walk around building, I used to see like a handful of people with Teamster jackets on. You know, I could say maybe four or five in a building. When I go now and I see these guys walking in with these Teamster jackets, and by the dozen, it really it is crazy how we all gonna be. We all getting together to be one union, one go. Like uh, like Vinny says, that's right. One union, one go. And, and that's what the company don't want to see. And that's what we have to show them, that we all together as one. That's right. And we're going to go out just if if one goes down, everyone goes down. And like David Carruth saying exactly. over here in a text, education is the key. It starts with the education of the membership. And again, kudos to the executive board because they're doing everything they can to educate this membership. And we as stewards uh, are, are following their lead. You know, we as stewards uh, um, are, are basically falling in line. Because we feel now that there's a, a group of guys out there that have our backs. And if, if, we, if they're already pushing it, we got to continue it. You know, we gotta, we're the front line of defense. So it's great to know that, that it's all coming together full circle, baby. I, I think, this is what I think. I think that uh, the members of Local 804 should get together and have a, a different GoFundMe fund to send Ray with the money and a check to, to, the, to the family. In Florida, Hector, that's a great idea. Wow. We definitely should do that. That's that's because something. Ray Ray did what he had to do. I think we should get together as a union, as a, as, as brothers and sisters, and do a, a, a go for me for you know for Ray to give him his travels to let him go to bring that check personally to the family of Frank. Well, I don't I don't know how the GoFundMe works. Does it? Does the check go directly to the person who started the page? Is that how it works, Ray? I've never done a GoFundMe page, so I don't know how it works. Yeah, honestly, I've never done one either, but I'm pretty sure once it's all set and done, your goal is reached or you just close it and no more donations are like accepted. I think those funds, you could put them into a certain account. So I'm not too sure how that works exactly. I know Tony is going to be working on that. Yeah, Tony it's knows. Gonna go, it's going to go to the local down there and they're going to disperse it. But yeah, I've but I think you. It, so I think you I'm, should I'm be the one learning stuff. I think you should be the one presenting that check to the family. I really do. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, get them down there. Fly them exactly. down to Miami. Um, fly them down. Fly them down to the dirty, dirty I'm south. You know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take a couple of vacation days to go with you, Bray. 
I'm sure. I'm sure you would. We won't. We won't share the same room. We won't share the same room. We won't share the same room. But we'll, I'll, I'll go with you because that is that is crazy. That is is a wonderful thing that you're two years. I mean, I'm just still bugged out that you're two years on the job and and you're definitely a teamster. Man. Ray, Ray uh, you're two years on the job as a full time package car driver, or do you have any inside time? No, I have no inside time. Just a full time package car driver. <laughs> All right, because we gotta give a little shout out to uh, some of the inside employees that got shafted on Black Friday and didn't get their double time. These preloaders. Uh, uh, Raul Molestina gives a shout out to the preloaders working crazy hours. He met preloaders today in NASA working over 100 hours for the week. I know guys in my building that have been working easily 10, 11, 12 hour days. And and you know what? I, the, 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 the hours that they're working right now, they're starting them super early. They're coming in super late. And it's like insane. I've never heard of preloaders working those kind of hours before. Well, we got our job. I mean, it's... and let me ask you something, heck, if a preloader, a part timer works 40 hour 40 hours a week and he comes in on a saturday which is would be a six-day punch he is entitled to that time and a half correct 25 after 25 hours he's entitled anything to time over and a half. 25 exactly hours. right so right off the back they're entitled to time but it's also in the I, contract for sunday work is double time this is why these these this, these management guys and i don't want to get off the topic with ray because i i i really want to talk about you know um the you know Flying right down to Miami. Yeah, and you, and you going with him? <laughs> no, no, not going. So you guys listen. I'll pay my own way, but I, I think we should uh, get together as uh, Teamster Brothers at Local Eight Hundred Four and uh, get that done to you know to uh, I to get Ray down there to present that we're, check to to the family. Man. We're, we're also going to be collecting Collect some money. We're also the, the 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 brothers of local 804 here in uh, Forster Avenue that's throwing the holiday party on December 21st. Are also going to have a collection there at the party for for uh, Frank Ordonez and uh, whatever money we collect, we're going to give right to the local to the executive board and uh, hopefully you can bring some of that money down to those guys as well. That'd be great, man. But I, I want to thank you, Ray, from the bottom of my heart, uh, a teamster, a true teamster. You you. You blew my mind with two years on. You know, I keep saying two years on the job, you know. But we have guys that uh, has 20, 30 years on the job that won't give two shits about what's going on. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud to be your brother, bro. Yes, sir. Same here, bro. Thank you, bro. Proud Thank to you be guys. your brother, man. Appreciate it. God bless you. And Justin, Justin is your shop steward, correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, that's well, it. Well, Justin, you've done a, you've done a <laughs> Justin, you, Justin, <laughs> Justin, you've done a great job uh, uh, raising this young man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good job, Justin. Guys, thank you. you guys do a good you. job on the show. All Appreciate right, you man. Guys. Yo, Appreciate got you, you, brother. Man. God bless. Take care, fellas. Good Thanks night. for calling in. Right. Right. You got it, guys. Take care. Well, that's our show for the uh, for our uh, December eighth show. We want to thank everybody as usual who was calling in today. We had a lot of calls in today. We want to make sure that everybody knows uh, here in Local 804 our hearts and thoughts and our and our prayers are with the family of Frank Ordonez. May he rest in eternal peace. May his family be able to get through these tough times that are ahead of them. Um, and as you know already, we talked about where you could send some love. You could send your sympathy cards to the to the UPS at 7340 Northwest 25th Street, Miami, Florida, 33122. You could also go to the viewing if you can make it down to Miami. They're viewing it on December 9th, Monday, from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m., which is 
pretty long. I've never heard of anything going from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m., but the location will be at the Vior Funeral Home, uh, 291 Northwest 37th Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33122. And as we just spoke to our brother from Local 804, Ray Mathers, who started a GoFundMe page that's over $66,000 right now, you can go on the Facebook and look for the GoFundMe page by Raymond Mathers uh, for, Frank, for Frank Ordonez. And uh, if you want to give also to his brother, Roy Ordonez, who also has a GoFundMe page that's almost at 200 grand, the family can use all of that money to help, you know, for so many things, for the college, for the girls. Remember, they had two little girls, five and three years old. Um, we all know what that's like to... Uh, to have a family and, and try to support and it's not easy when you're doing it by yourself as a single parent so please show some love to the family and uh, again we're not telling anybody to have a work stoppage or anything but if you like if you like and you need a little break around five o'clock tomorrow and you want to pull over and throw your hazard lights on and you want to take a little moment to yourself just to think and reflect on your fellow brothers and sisters and on our brother Frank Ordonez who lost his life tragically on December 5th you can do that. It's up to you. It's your option. You're allowed to do that. Pull over on the side if you like. Put on those highlights. Take a little moment for yourself. You know, uh, they'll be doing it all over the, the country. You know, Pacific Time will be 2. Eastern Standard will be 5. Central will be 4. And if you're somewhere in the mountains, it'll be 3 p.m. So I want to say goodbye and thank you everybody for calling in. As always, stay united, solidarity, and we're here to put the U back in union. That's right. And if you didn't catch the beginning of the show, the, sh uh, the it will be on podcast today, later on today. So catch it on Facebook, catch it on Spotify, um, the beginning of the show. And I just want to say rest in peace to Frank. Uh, we're all brothers and sisters here, and we're going to continue one union one go peace out my brothers and sisters here on the what the heck show here on union power radio with your host <laughs> oops tony rosario <laughs> sorry i don't know what happened just now <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know what happened just now so i'm sorry he did the button i'm sorry but anyway <laughs> wow all right, peace out, my brothers and sisters.